What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. And I'm your other host, Elijah Valencia. Uh, I want to start it off by just saying thank you to everybody that supported us throughout the week. You know, uh, we felt like we really had a good first week. Uh, so just thank you to everybody who helped out with that. You know, whether it's an Instagram story post or just adding the podcast on your stories. I just want to thank everybody for that first off. How do you think uh, the first week went for you, Jonathan? Anything to say? Man, I just want to piggyback on what you said. Thank you to everybody that watched, told a friend to listen, anything like that. It really means a lot to us for our first week to go so well. Um, I'm really excited about what the future holds for us. We put up some pretty good numbers, I think, for our first episode. Very. I mean, I feel like it's a J. Cole tweet about I only have 500 followers or whatever. It may not be a lot to some of you. That's how I felt. I was like, you know, we might not have 10,000 listeners, but I appreciate everybody that listened and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. We also appreciate like any feedback left, whether that's, you know, texting us personally or doing it throughout the podcast on Apple or Spotify, or even in the YouTube comments. Uh, those actually mean a lot and everything. Um, so, I mean, if you guys personally have me or Jonathan on Snapchat, or um, even if you want to drop a question in the comments somewhere, we'll see it and we'll get it in this week's episode. We do have a couple that we'll get to later on. So uh, other than that, I think, I think we're ready to start. Yep. So today's episode, we're going to do a recap of 2021, a couple key points from 2021 that, you know, we thought were good conversation points. Then we're going to go into some of the releases from last year and choose one song from each month that we think best identifies some of the key moments and key drops from that month. And then we're going to get on some of the recent news that happened this past week in music. And then finally, we'll get two fan questions. Um, so without further ado, Elijah, you want to start us off with some of the important rap news yeah, in 2021. So, so um i mean this is kind of right at the beginning of last year um when uh donald trump uh he pardoned uh, kodak black and little wayne on his last day in office i mean along with many many others you know that were wrongfully you know locked up or maybe they maybe they weren't but you know it's just good to see you know get some rappers back in the game of course you know yeah man i mean i don't agree with too many things that donald trump did but uh Freeing Wayne and Kodak, shout out to him for that. Also, shout out to him for freeing ASAP Rocky back in the day. He got ASAP Rocky out of Sweden. You know, that was that was a big move. And he, maybe we don't get Super Gremlin, and maybe we don't get, you know, AB's memes he's posting on Twitter or anything without that. So, I mean, just no. shout outs. I think that's the only thing I'll give him a shout out for. But, yeah, shout out to Donald Trump for that. I also kind of want to go back to something that happened on New Year's Eve 2020. We found out about the loss of MF Doom. We started off 2021 i was pretty right, I was down right where we left off in 2020 you know it's just i was like of course the year is ending like this one of the greatest rappers your favorite rapper's favorite rapper we joke that nav is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper but it is mf doom that is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper look at the receipts that man has had so much impact on the rap game and so to end probably the worst year of our lives with that news it it just I, made sense it, yeah it, it was just fitting fitting of course you it know. was just fitting r.i.p though of course so. r.i.p the go r.i.p the villain safe travels um i feel like this 2021 recap where should we talk about kanye i mean kanye yeah, dominated it, this year just everywhere i it's crazy i, I, I and it's i mean it's any year kanye's dropping an album you know he he's gonna get his name out there he's gonna get his name in the headlines of course so definitely so i mean I think we can't talk about 2021 without talking about Donda. Let's talk about that rollout. You had the chance to go to one of the uh, listening parties. What do you think about that? Tell us a little bit uh, about that. You know, uh, you know, I had to uh, capitalize on the opportunity. You know, he was in Chicago, just a few hours away from us. 
Jonathan was actually supposed to be there, you know, but he was at the No Label Academy. You see it on the shirt. Uh, Always rapping. I mean, it was just such a crazy experience. And I, I remember talking to you in the summer and I was just, I was like, next chance I get. I mean, I have to. I was like, it could be Kanye's last tour. So, but uh, luckily it looks like he's going to do some things this year. Definitely looks that way. And I mean, I had the chance to see Kanye twice before. So I was kind of like, as upset as I was, obviously I was living a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I'm obviously not upset about missing uh, the Donda listening party, but it would have been cool to see. Um, but going back to that Donda rollout, man, there were so many things going on. When Kanye first started premiering some of these songs at that Las Vegas little listening party he did, so many changes would be made to that album that we didn't know were going to happen. And then the whole Atlanta listening party, that's what changed everything. Were you watching that first Atlanta listening party? Yeah, together? yeah. And, um, you know, funny enough, so like just all throughout, you know, he had so many part twos for the songs, you know, I did at uh, the Chicago show, I was like, he cut Cuddy's verse, he cut Jay-Z's verse, you know, whereas they were there at the Atlanta shows. So it was uh, very interesting to see that. And then, you know, on release day, of course, you know, hearing those verses that were very good verses, of course. I mean, it was just, it was good to have those. Definitely. And it was very wild that it came out on Sunday too. I mean, that was just a random drop day, but it's a very Kanye thing. Yeah, he, he didn't want it to drop though. It wasn't ready. No, I mean, you saw that with all the changes that are made to the album since it's been dropped. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, definitely a very Kanye drop in every aspect. <laughs> and then, I mean, fall, even like all throughout that, you know, the Drake beef, are they are they dropping the same week? You know, what's going on with that? And, you know, I, I going back to that time, I was just like, I didn't know whose side it was on. You know, two of my favorite artists, of course. But uh, I mean, the only solid you know, thing I was solidified with was Drake's going to outsell Kanye regardless of who has the better album. So yeah, Drake putting up huge numbers, of course, but who do you think you won the CLB versus Donda album release? Uh, personally, I like the Donda album a little bit more. Um, CLB wasn't my favorite Drake album that he's released, but I mean, it's still a Drake album, of course. So I definitely say Donda was the better album. I mean, that'd be my pick. How about you? I'd have to go with Donda. I think Donda was just a much better album overall. I think that neither of these albums really ranks very high in either of the artist catalogs, but Donda ranked pretty high in my end of the year album ranking. I think I put it at the sixth spot, whereas CLB didn't make my top 10. Didn't really listen to it too much outside of that first listen. Didn't have too much replay value like um, like some of the more recent Drake albums. But um, as you mentioned, it is a classic Drake album. I mean, it has some good songs. It has some bad songs. A standout for me, I mean, Fair Trade was a very good song. Champagne Poetry, some good TSU, songs. TSU, of course. Another... TSU, of course. Another thing I want to get to on both those albums, both the covers were trash. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to see those on the wall behind me, you know, with all the other vinyls. They they will not be there. Um, no, absolutely not. Did not spend too much time in the lab, it, it seems, you know. No, and I feel like I even saw some of these other, like, potential covers for CLB, and they were so much better. Like, there was one with him, like, with, like, football shoulder pads on he had like eye black i was like oh, that kind of goes hard i guess i mean i think anything's than better ladies, than uh better pregnant emojis yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. yeah not too bad you know of course they uh they all they made amends by the end of the year you know with the free larry hoover concert uh someone who trump didn't part in there you know back to that a little bit backtrack a little bit but uh you know, that was just such a crazy thing. I, I can't, can't remember what I, I think I was playing basketball one night and I just went back to my phone and it was just a, I viewed someone's Instagram story and it was Kanye and Drake. I was like, what the hell? You know, 
I bet, you know, I'm happy for it, of course, you know, to have them both on good terms. Yeah, it was very surprising to see that those two would be putting their beef aside. I mean, it's been such a, a long-standing beef. Take it back to, I mean, as far back as Find Your Love, and then even more recently with things like the diss on Pusha T's Daytona album and Sicko Mode, all these songs, the throwaway of Lift Yourself, Kanye just ruined this beautiful beat that was made for Drake. And then you just see them not really get along, not really see eye to eye. But to put it all aside for that one night and now hopefully uh, for the future, it's really exciting to see to see what's yeah, I mean, possible for the future of these two. Yeah, definitely surprising. I mean, with, you know, just all the back and forth shots, you know, the checks over stripes line or, you know, the whole thing with Adonis, of course. Even, um, you know, that spanned into Scorpion a little bit. What was that, 2018? With yep. the, the, the Kiki, do you love me? You know, is that about Kim? Then yep. the, uh, the bars, the crept down the block, made it right. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> you know what, you know, Drake's doing what he's doing, of course. And then Kanye is a little more blatant about it. But oh, yeah, like these said, two I mean, are so calculated about their moves that they're not, they think they're slick about some of these moves, but they are not. It's pretty obvious to most people. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I mean, it's just, it was an amazing show that they did. Um, so hopefully yeah. we get enough, hopefully we get more in the future. I agree. I would have killed to be at that show. That Kanye set was legendary. I mean, he played all the classics from college dropout all the way to the recent Donda releases. Oh, would have been crazy to see. Drake, I get what he was doing. Everybody was kind of clowning on him on Twitter when that was happening. I feel like he was probably just testing the waters. He hasn't performed in a while to see what the crowd's like. And so when he goes on tour for CLB, he knows what the hits are going to be. But man, I feel like you could tell off the streaming numbers. You don't really got to do that. I feel like if we would have got some of the classic take care and nothing was the same. And if you're reading since too late, Drake, it would have been one of the best shows ever, of course, but uh, I would have paid I mean, anything to be there. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, another underrated point with that is I, I feel like, you know, Kanye has always resented Drake just because, you know, he's just kind of like the star of the show here. You know, like we said last week, he's arguably the biggest artist in music. So, you know, I think he, uh, maybe his thought process was not, you know, I'm not, I'm just going to do, some things off my last album versus you know bringing out some classics because Kanye's bringing out some classics so definitely one point of this beef that happened this year Kanye releasing Drake's address what did you think about that it was just it was funny you know and then Drake just posting the laughing video with it you know it's just um the beef did feel one-sided you know at some points you did just coming straight from Kanye's camp or just Kanye himself uh so, I mean, it was just all petty, of course. So I'm just, I'm glad to see it over. <laughs> I definitely agree. But the whole thing about the address, I'm just so confused. Like, I feel like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that would have been a big deal. But like, you could find Drake's address on Google if you really want to know. Yeah, These kids I, on TikTok are probably taking videos outside. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's not that big of a deal, but it was still pretty but, crazy. He just did But it. <laughs> at the same time, you know, uh, you know, the, the whole situation with Pop Smoke where he uh, accidentally leaked his address and, you know, that ended up costing him his life. So, I mean... That At the is same time, point. definitely a valid point. Um, and I mean, we can't not mention the group text. I would love to be in that Kanye group text to Drake and Pusha T and Virgil. I mean, all these people allegedly. I mean, we, we just see the little letters, yeah, so we're, we're just letters. thinking, but I would I, love, I love I love that text. You know, I'll, I'll send it to you sometimes, just testing around, or I'll send it to my friends, just the exact exactly what he did, just uh no, that was that was funny too. That was another. I felt like this year, you know, it's just very, is a lot of funny stuff, you know, from each side. So definitely, uh, Kanye's just in his Joker bag all year, and 
Tony is the Joker. Loki. Maybe Drake's the Dark Knight. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we've been talking about some of the biggest artists in the game. Let's move on to one of the other biggest rappers in the game right now, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar late last year announced that his next release would be his final project with TDE. What were your thoughts when you heard this news? It was kind of a little bit shocking, you know. I mean, the label he's been with for all of his career. So, I mean, it's just uh, shocking to see, but it's also, you know, what's going to happen after. I personally think that this is it for Kendrick. This will be his last album he drops. I mean, wow. That's crazy to think about because, I mean, we talked about last episode kind of these rappers have been a part of our lives for like 10 plus years. You know what I mean? So it it's inevitable that some of these rappers are going to start retiring at some point. You know what I mean? I mean, Kanye is in his 40s. Some of these rappers are in their 30s, late 30s even. So, I mean, it is definitely inevitable that we see some of these start, rappers start retiring. I do think that Kendrick has a little bit left up his uh, sleeve. You look at the PG Lang company that he's founding with Dave Free kind of unknown what they're going to be doing but i do think that kendrick will have some uh music releases under that label so we'll see what's next with them but i mean they've been doing some work with baby keem and georgia smith and all these different uh artists in their commercials so i'd be excited and, to see some releases yeah, from them definitely and i it just kind of you know what it looks like to me is just kendrick handing over the keys a little bit you know we haven't really had consistent kendrick since what uh damn was his last album yeah pimple butterfly was two years before then uh so, I mean, he's always been a consistent every two years artist, at least. Uh, I mean, what, 2017 was damn. That's four, five years at this point. That's Yeah, I think crazy. I just saw a tweet today that was like 1,750 days, I believe, which is, that's crazy. That's a long time. I mean, but I do think it's a pretty good sign that we will be getting, uh, getting new music from Kendrick here pretty soon. So that's a, definitely an exciting thing. Um, to be looking forward to this year all right and then our uh, final final thing of our 2020 recap you know it came the latest so of course you know it's going to come in last uh frank ocean premiering his new music on a uh, blonded radio on apple music that was on christmas day as well as a good pretty good christmas present so uh we need frank to drop soon of course but i'll let you and you know what i put frank in my honorable mentions last episode one of my guys one of my all-time favorite artists so to get that christmas present man Best Christmas present I got, and I had COVID during Christmas, so I was just spending it in my room. So to spend it with that Frank Ocean in my headphones made it a little bit, uh, a little bit better. So that was nice. Yeah, hopefully uh, we get that Frank project coming this year. Hopefully, you know, it's another one who hasn't dropped in quite a few years. So definitely, signs pointing to him headlining Coachella in 2023. So I think at the latest we'll get it before Coachella next year. So I mean that is definitely still pretty far away, maybe like 14 months, but. I think we'll get it before then, hopefully this year. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. I need that. All right. With that being said, let's move on into our month-by-month uh, -month recaps. Uh, we're just going to kind of go over a few album releases from each month, along with a song we picked from each month. So uh, I'll start off with January, which, to be honest, was a very rough month. You know, I was texting you all day. We are going back and forth on, mm -hmm. like, what we should put in there. Uh, it, it was just not very many, re many releases and not very many artists we listen to, typically, so... It's a little bit tougher month, but um, for the album releases, I have The Voice by Lil Durk, Rich Slave by Young Dolph, R.I.P., Unbothered by uh, Lil Skies, and those are the three albums I chose. The song I chose was um, Welcome Home DMX by uh, Dave East and Jonesy. Uh, you know, that was uh, it's a soundtrack for a movie. I can't remember the movie off the top of my head, but uh, 
produced by Griselda and uh, he had another producer on there that he uh, did a little collab with for the movie so but overall just a really slow month and luckily this January has been a a lot faster pace than last was so I'll pass it on to you though definitely yeah definitely a slow month a lot of uncertainty still with COVID at the end of last year into the beginning of this year so um, definitely makes sense why January would be a slower month there so to kick it off here with February this is definitely a better month we had EP2 from JPEG Mafia, Tyron from Slow Tie, Shiesty Season from Pooh Shiesty, and Neon Shark versus Pegasus from Trippy Red. Um, EP2 by JPEG Mafia, great project, as well as Tyron, definitely a slept-on project, which is why I chose the song Terms by Slow Tie with Dominic Fike and Denzel Curry as one of my standout tracks in this month. Such a great track, such a great project from Slow Tie that I would definitely recommend anyone checking out if you haven't had a chance to listen. All right, and then going into March... Uh... We had an extended play from Drake. We didn't get certified lover boy in January. Like it was like we were supposed to, you know, that would have made it a little bit better, but uh, we did get a scary hours to extended play um, justice by Justin Bieber. YBN Namir with uh, vision land, you know, he's got a, got a banger on there. Classic. Classic song on there. I'll save it for the <laughs> video though. And then we got unlocked uh, one and a half by Denzel Curry and Kenny beats. And then we also had soul fly by Rod wave. Um, the song I chose for um, for the month was a Lemon Pepper Freestyle by Drake featuring Rick Ross. I feel like anytime those two collab on a song, it's going to be a hit for sure. It was ch- it was very tough to choose between Once and Needs or um, that song, but it, both are bangers. Both are very good songs. I, I like the three songs off the extended play. How did you feel about the? I was definitely bumping it right when it dropped. I mean, I thought Lemon Pepper was going to be one of the, my favorite songs of the year when it came out. I don't think it really ended up finishing towards my top of my list but at the time that was heavy in my rotation great song like you said drake and ross never have missed really on their songs um you can take it back to like free spirit before the take care era um just so many great songs they've had together so to move a little bit here into april the albums that released here were roadrunner new light new machine by brock hampton la machina by Conway the Machine, Angela Kudrat Supercut by Kenny Mason, Slime Language 2 by YSL, Destined to Win by Lil TJ, Michigan Boy Boat by Lil Yachty, and This Thing of Ours by The Alchemist. This is definitely where 2021 started to take off a little bit. A lot of big albums drop here this month, but my favorite song this month was A Plus by Kenny Mason featuring Denzel Curry. Kenny Mason, up and coming artist from Atlanta, had a really great project this month with features from Denzel Curry and Freddie Gibbs. Such a unique artist that really has been able to take different genres like ra- uh, rock and metal, put that with his rapping ability and make some really unique music. When you look at somebody that we talked about episode, last episode, like Lil Peep, who has been able to blend genres together so effortlessly, Kenny Mason is just another great example of someone doing that. Kenny is much different from Peep, though, because he's much more of a rapper than Peep is. Traditional rapper, I would say. Um, and so he's a really unique person to watch in this, uh, this next year. Definitely. And I, uh, I definitely think that's, uh, that's something that we could see some future stars blossom into, you know, is just people that are mixing genres, you know, bringing in fans from different sides, you know, with different perspectives. So it was a great, great project. Um, great song as well. You know, after that with uh, May, you get um, one of the, you know, one of the Mount Rushmore's, you get them checked off the list for, you know, their latest album with the off season by J Cole. And, you know, you also had albums from Kodak and, um, uh, also an anniversary edition of uh, Juice World's uh, Goodbye and Good Riddance. I don't think he was mentioned in the last video. So uh, shout out Juice, you know, big fan for both of us. So. That's Juice. 
Um, and then the song I chose was 95 South. This is actually a very difficult decision because, you know, I, there was just so many bangers on uh, the offseason. It was one of my favorite albums of the year, of course. So that's the one I ended up doing. Um, it's just a good good little hype track, of course. Uh, what were your thoughts on the offseason, though? Man, I thought the offseason was a pretty good J. Cole album. Definitely a good return to that mixtape style. J. Cole definitely sounds very hungry on this project. I think I'd put it second in his discography just behind 2014 Forest Hills Drive. That's a lie. That's a lie. I definitely put For Your Eyes Only ahead of it. Yeah, as well. you, you saw the look I gave yep, I gave yeah. you, you know, and you saw it on my uh, my music story this week, you know. Yep. I, I knew that I was album capping. is a that album is capping. a 10 that, you know, just <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh For Your Eyes cap. Only is a 10. The, for Your Eyes Only is are fantastic. you with the wall? <laughs> for Your Eyes Only is fantastic. That's on me. That is cap. It goes 2014 Forest Hills Drive, For Your Eyes Only, and then the off season. You know, and Honestly, for me, that it may catch up to 2014 Forest Hills Drive just with all the meaning behind it and everything. But, you know, we can talk about that another day. So, man, that would be big. I just think 2014 is such a good album. And I mean, it's that classic kind of just hit me at the perfect time of my life. You know, I was in high school. That's when I was really developing my taste. And that's like one that's going to stick with me uh, for a long time. Definitely a classic. Definitely. Moving on to June here. Some pretty good releases this month. We had Voice of the Heroes by Lil Durk and Lil Baby, their collab project. Culture 3 by Migos. The Life of Pierre 5 by Pierre Bourne, Planet Her by Doja Cat, and Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler. This was such a great return to rapping for Tyler after he's been experimenting with those other sounds on Igor. Um, so I was really excited to get this project from Tyler. Such a short rollout, but that's kind of how Tyler does it. Just a quick video and then gets the album out to you pretty quick. Did you give this album a listen? And what do you think about it? Yeah, it was very good. Um, it definitely ranks higher in Tyler's discography for me. Um, even though it was such a short rollout, you know, it just, there's just so much you could have done with that. Call me if you get lost, you know, you're seeing it on Bleacher Report or, you know, all these sports pages using it, billboards in LA. So um, even though it was such a short rollout, you know, it, it's a Tyler project, you know, he may be on the Mount Rushmore of the 2010. So, I mean, let's check in another box there, of course. And then another project, you know, I was very excited for was uh culture three by Migos, you know, it didn't, it, didn't hit the same way the first two cultures hit, of course, you know, but it, it was just, it was long awaited after, you know, they're kind of all doing their solo thing for a little bit. So. Yeah, definitely a little bit disappointing on that project, but some still some good songs on there, man. Call me if you get lost. That was my album of the year this year. Such a good project. Um, but the standout track for me from that project was Corso. That's the one I'm going to play for you guys. At least I didn't want to put in one of these longer songs. I, my actual favorite would be uh, sweet. I thought you wanted to dance or even Wilshire, but I mean, those are like nine minute songs. And if we add that to this episode, it's going to be like a two and a half hour playlist. Bump. Yeah. 10 minute yeah. So, the, the... so we can't be doing that. So I put Corso. Corso is such a great track. Um, definitely stand out for me. I heard this at Lollapalooza and that was what really cemented it for me. You talked about last episode hearing no role models at Rolling Loud and how much that meant to you. This was such a great song there for me. When Tyler said that last line, we said, remember I was rich. So I bought me some new emotions and a new boat. So I'd rather cry in the ocean. It's tea, baby that just hit different because it, it's been like years since I'd seen Tyler to see him in person after such a great album. I hadn't seen him since uh, flyer boy time. So to see him now after such a great run he's on, man, just hit a little bit different and made that one of my favorite songs of the year. Definitely. Definitely a great, definitely a great track. Of course. Um, so let's move on to July. Uh, this was honestly one of the uh, bigger months for me. Um, so you kick off the month with uh, you see for yourself by IDK. You know, we hit on that a little bit. We'll always hit on that every video. IDK will be mentioned in at least every video, hopefully. Hopefully we're getting some uh, more 
more low, no label grads on here soon. So that's in the works. Shout out to, uh, shout out to fam. We'll, we'll get them on soon. And then you move on to Vince Staples, uh, self-titled album. Uh, you got another pop smoke album, Faith. Uh, the house is burning by Isaiah Rashad. One of the, one of my favorite albums of 2021 definitely would make my list. If you know, we ever pursue that. Uh, then you have fuck love three over you by, uh, the kid Leroy. And then you have Bobby Tarantino three from, uh, logic. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was definitely a really great month on that one day in July. You had, you see for yourself, Vince Staples. And then another album you did not mention was temporary high in the violet skies by snow Allegra, not really rap. So I can see why you left it off, but I was a busy boy that night. I listened to all three of those albums multiple times. And I was like, well, oh, these are great. Vince Staples and IDK really stuck with me in rotation. Some songs off Snow Allegra's project, but wow. It, it helped out projects. a little bit with, uh, you know, the 10 track album from uh, Vince Staples, which, you know, to touch on that a little bit, like, what are your thoughts on when artists, you know, tone down the songs, you know, they're, you know, right around 10 or even lower than that. What do you feel? How do you feel about the smaller projects? I definitely think I'm a quality over quantity guy. If I'm going to get, you know, I mean, on that Vince project, you only have eight songs really because two of them are skits, but there are eight great songs that were in my rotation all year. I would much rather have that over a project, you know, not to throw shade, but you look back at like Scorpion by Drake, you have the double-sided over 20 tracks, very long project, but it feels like a lot of filler, not necessarily all hits. I'd much rather have those eight really good tracks, especially when you look back at like that Wyoming run from good music. I take those tracks over a long project with some okay songs and some yeah, bad songs any day. Definitely. And I don't see too many people arguing that for sure, but um, you know, it does provide, you know, for a guy like Drake who has, you know, this pop persona almost, and then this rap persona as well, it provides him, you know, so I kind of, I like the concept of it, but I think, you know, maybe 10 tracks on one side and 10 tracks on the other side, you know, cut that in half, but uh, yeah, um, definitely. So then the song I chose was a uh, sundown town by Vince Staples. Definitely my favorite track on the album. Um, you know, just kind of just a classic Vince Staples song, honestly. Man, my stand on there, definitely Lil Fade. I love Lil Fade. That's just such a banger. Um, I, I feel like there's definitely not a wrong choice off that album. No, definitely. Moving on here to August. August is just such a great month for releases here. We had King's Disease 2 by Nas, Pyrex Picasso by Benny the Butcher, Bo Jackson by Boldy, James and the Alchemist, Long-Term Effects of Suffering by Suicide Boys, Trip at Night by Trippy Red, Hitler Wears Hermes 8, Sincerely Adolf Side A by West Side Gun, and of course, Donda by Kanye West. Such a great month. I mean, I loved the Griselda releases this month, but I mean, Donda, obviously the standout this month. Did you have a favorite track off of Donda? Uh, it's so it's, I love come to life, but, um, praise God, you know, that's got baby Keem, one of my boys, along Tame with Travis. Pilot. So, I mean, just the, just baby Keem's verse might put it over, but you know, I, I gotta go with come to life. That's just an amazing Kanye track that, that will be one of the classics off the album. Come to life. Definitely a strong track. I mean, I see a lot of people putting it towards the top of their all time Kanye songs ranking. So I definitely not mad at that take. And I mean, like you said, that Baby Keem verse on Praise God is just great. Tame Impala, bada boom, bada ba big. I mean, yeah, definitely. That was, you know, that was a big period of time for Keem. And we'll get into that a little more with our next month. What were some other songs off Donda? Because I know your song's not off Donda that you chose for the month. So what were some other tracks off Donda, you know, that were great tracks for you? Man, off the grid. 504 in verse. Maybe the best verse on Donda, standard release. 
when I was in jail, I was low key. Shot supporters that wrote me. That verse goes crazy. Kanye has a great verse. Iconic line. Talk to God every day. That's my bestie. Play with Cardi also has pretty strong contribution on that track. So that's a big standout for me. What about you? Uh, Do you have others besides Come to Life? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I love Jay-Z's verse on Jail. Um, that's right up there with, like you were saying, 5 Yo Foreign's verse. I feel like if you told me, you know, even a month or two before Donda came out, 5 Yo Foreign is going to have a three-minute verse and it's going to be the best verse on Donda, you know, I would I would have called you stupid. So, I mean, that was Definitely. that was amazing to see mixing all those uh mixing those three artists together was amazing track so that'll be the probably connie's biggest banger off the album for sure definitely agree and going back to jay-z there i mean the return of the throne such an amazing thing to see i i mean i uh heard somebody talking about being at that first atlanta donda listening party and they were talking about how this uh volume in the stadium was so loud you couldn't even hear the songs are being played and so they couldn't even recognize it It was jay-z's voice that would be so crazy you get home you get on twitter you're like that was Jay-Z. Yeah, it was uh it was just his verse, you know, just the the return of the throne, like you said. Uh, even with the Donda I'm with your baby when I touch back road, it was just touching to see, of course, Man. on Donda. So great to see. Such a such a great verse. But as you mentioned, my song I chose from this month was not off of Donda. I actually chose a song off of Boldy James and the Alchemist Project, Bo Jackson. The song I chose was Photographic Memories featuring Earl Sweatshirt and Rock Marciano. Such a great song with verses from uh, Rock Marciano and Earl, really making great uh, additions to this song. And had to be my favorite song off the project. Definitely some other really great songs on there, but this was definitely a standout that saved my rotation all year. Definitely, definitely. Um, great track, by the way. You know, it's uh, it was definitely unexpected. I thought it'd be something off Donda, but hey, yeah, keeping me I on my toes here. Got to, got to put the people on a little bit. I feel like a lot of people might not have heard that one. So I was like, some of the songs on Dada are a little basic. People have heard them. Let's put them on something new. Um, so moving into September, uh, this is another big month, you know, three straight, you know, three or four straight big months that we were getting here. You know, where we started out January, February, started out a little bit slower, but uh, uh, we had We Love You Tekka 2 by Lil Tekka, of course. Uh, Certi- Certified Lover Boy finally came out by Drake. Uh, the Melodic Blue by Baby Keem, very high on my uh, list for the albums of the year. Montero by Lil Nas X and Sincerely Control by uh, NBA Youngboy. Uh, what were your thoughts on some of the projects that came out in September? Man, the Melodic Blue, such a great project from Baby Keem. I mean, ever since Die For My Bitch dropped in 2019, I was really looking forward to his next project to see what was next for him. And then you get that initial single. Well, you get a couple initial singles, I guess, last year with, you know, uh, Sons and Critics Freestyle, Hooligan, and then even into No Sense, which initially all those songs were left off the project. So the first real single for the project was family ties. And you were like, or I guess do rag activity. Yeah. Um, do rag activity. It didn't hit the same for me at first as uh, I was hoping. I was like, man, this song's gonna be great, but it, I feel like it grew it's up. Crept up it's crept up in my rotation a little bit. Uh, I gotta admit, you know, it wasn't my favorite track at first, but uh, you know, like you said, it, it was just such a huge album, you know, a huge debuted album, just uh, a very, you know, very good album. And it, he just debuted such a different sound. I felt like, you know, from songs like Orange Soda that he's popped off with before, uh, Family Ties, such a huge song. I mean, especially for me and you, you know, it hit a little close to home. It was just, that's hands down my track of the year. I don't need a, I don't need a ranking to do that. I'll tell you guys, I'll tell anybody that, you know, that's my track of the year, of course. Um, and it was just so impressive for Baby Keem. Anytime you're going verse to verse with, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar, your big cousin, that's just, it's great to see. 
Uh, so like you had pointed out personally, the song came out in uh, August. So that one, that could, it couldn't make it as much as I wanted it to, but uh song I did choose was Issues by Baby Keem, which, you know, kind of hits on why the album was such a, you know, such a big thing for me and uh, other listeners, of course, you know, he's, he's hitting with these deep tracks, like Issues, while he has the bangers, you know, like Family Ties, you know, th- I love when an artist can do that, you know, be multifaceted, especially on the same project and uh, have the songs a little hit a little bit harder along with the bangers. Uh, definitely a great project. I mean, I agree with you. Family Ties, definitely one of my favorite songs from last year. That dropped the Friday when I was at No Label Academy and it just hit a little bit different. I was listening to it in my bed and I was like, this song just bangs. I was like, I cannot wait to listen to this like in a real life setting. And then shout out to Obi, IDK's boy and his DJ. He played this song at the end of our last day of class and we were all just jumping around going crazy. Like, man, that felt like some family stuff for real. So I was very happy. It just felt right. The song will, you know, you know, spoiling the viewers a little bit on our first uh, meet and greet with the fans. Uh, Jonathan and I will be at the uh, St. Louis show on, um, what is it, March 29th? I believe it's Tuesday, Tuesday, March 29th. So Baby of course Keem that'll hit. Of course, that'll hit a little bit different, you know, with the family there. So it's not, you know, we're extending a little bit farther. So, so moving on to October here, this is another pretty strong month for releases. You had This Thing of Ours, Volume 2 by The Alchemist, Life of a Don by Don Tolliver, Punk by Young Thug, Shut the Fuck Up, Talking to Me by Zach Fox, LP by JPEG Mafia, and To Hell With It by Pink Panthers. Pink, Pink Panthers, I feel like, is one of those artists, she just gets thrown in with like the rappers she's not a rapper by any means but i feel like people that listen to pink panthers also listen to rap so threw it in there you know i just uh i love you know not a rapper uh the what is it the super hot fire you know who that oh, is. but i'm not a rapper she's yeah. absolutely not a rapper she's a tiktok pop singer but she's fire check out that album if you ever heard it very short um but of course i'd be remiss if i did not mention the re-releases to streaming of Faces by Mac Miller and Live Love ASAP by ASAP Rocky. Two of the best mixtapes of all time came out on streaming services this month. Such great mixtapes. Do you have some standout tracks from these projects that you enjoy? Um, yeah, so Acid Drip off um, Live Love ASAP, that was the one track, you know, that was constantly in rotation at the time. I had to look back, you know, think about that one a little bit because you got me there, so... <laughs> You said I got you last week with something else. So you, you definitely did get me there just because I haven't revisited the projects in so long, but um, great projects. Um, love Mac, love ASAP. Definitely, you know, 2013 vibes. So it was. Definitely, definitely some classic tracks and classic projects. So the song I actually ended up choosing from this month was Sandman by ASAP Rocky. Such a great track. New track that came with this re-release to streaming services. Also got to give a special shout out to Yeah, the bonus track off of the Faces re-release. Two fantastic tracks and great additions to the projects that really made them special when they were released to streaming. Definitely. And I just love when, uh, you know, they're, they're finally able to do that, you know, find, finally able to clear with uh, whether it's samples from some of the songs or you're just not having them on the streaming services yet. Um, you know, especially with the, being a little peep fan uh, that kind of hits close to home you know once they get like crybaby and hellboy finally on apple music those were huge for me too so um but moving on to november you know things did slow down here a little bit um i only chose a couple albums that were you know worthy to for me at least uh at an evening with silk sonic by uh bruno mars and anderson pock and then uh back on my baby jesus shit again by uh the baby of course you know of course what 
glad that man's free, of course. Um, you know, like I said, a little bit slow over a month, but you know, you're getting two quality projects there for sure. Yeah, Silk Sonic, such an unexpected duo. I mean, they teased us all year long that this album was going to drop. We got that Leave the Door Open single very early in the year. And I was just ready for this project from the second I heard that first song. So they really played with my emotions as they put this album off. Um, I'll be honest, I've not given this DaBaby album a, a I haven't. I haven't given it too, too thorough of a listen. I think I've listened probably a few times, but you know, like I said, it's just glad to see that man free again. Um, and then moving on to the song, I didn't want to do this just because the song did release, but it, you know, it was a remix. So I'll cut myself a little bit of slack. I chose uh, R.A.P. Young, the remix by Isaiah Rashad. This time he has a uh, project Pat and Juicy J on there. So kind of touching back a little bit on July, I believe is when he dropped. Yeah. Uh, the house is burning. That was one of my, you know, one of more, more underrated albums, um, underrated listen for sure, but uh, just a great song. And um, I, I do think Isaiah Rashad, you know, he's, he's coming up, you know, definitely, definitely. I feel like he's been pretty underground for a lot of his career, starting to get some more mainstream attention. So definitely love to see that for him. Cause he's definitely deserving of all the praise he gets uh, moving on to December here. You know, it was the end of the year, but we had some pretty good releases. Uh, we had wake up lucky by lucky and filthy. Then you had Fighting Demons by Juice World, Super Tecmo Bo by Boldy James and the Alchemist, their second project together of the year, Magic by Nas, Live Life Fast by Roddy Rich. Some pretty good releases here. Did you have any of these in your rotation? Um, so Roddy Rich, of course, he's back on the wall there. You got uh, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. That was just such a hit for me. Um, this album kind of flopped for me as, along with Fighting Demons by Juice World. You know, they're both on the wall back there. Both of my um, more prominent artists in my rotation, but they were okay. They were mid. I'll give them mid for sure. I'll agree with that. I feel like they've definitely been getting a lot of uh, mixed reviews from the fans. Neither of them really my rotation very much. Um, and it's, I'll be a little bit harder on Roddy Rich because, you know, Roddy Rich still has the ability to make music. So maybe he's going to have a bounce back. But, you know, Juice World, I think, I think it's time to you know, just let that man rest. Yeah, definitely a very uh, tough thing to do for the families in the estate that chooses what music comes out such a difficult decision because i mean he has no say in it anymore but especially with juice world because he has so many songs unreleased but i mean there are reasons there's, there's a reason they're unreleased you know they're they're not complete and you know um the touchback in july pop smoke had his uh, faith album and that was that was another one you know i felt like a lot of the tracks just weren't complete they weren't what the artists wanted out that's why they weren't out it's good to get it as a fan but you'd like you like it at the um, you know to be done correctly so Definitely. And that's such an interesting topic with Juice World. Cause I mean, there's so many people that have heard like hundreds of unreleased Juice World songs that he didn't choose from to be released. You know what I mean? So it's kind of tough um, that the family doesn't have a say, or that he doesn't have a say anymore to say, okay, that's, that's quality that we want to get out there. So definitely pretty tough. The song I ended up choosing from December was not from one of the projects. It was a single. I chose Mercedes by Brent Fiaz. I'm very much so looking forward to Wasteland by Brent Fires coming up this year. Could be released anytime coming up here pretty soon, which is getting us to another point here. Next week, we'll be talking about our most anticipated albums of 2022 and some hot takes about what we're going to expect this year. So you definitely want to tune in for that. Love Brent, by the way, you know, the toxic King, one of them, you know, like you said, you touched on it a little bit last week, but, uh, He's definitely up and coming. Uh, I always love the tweet. It always pops up, you know, every once in a while on my feed. It's just uh, Brent Fies is what we thought Bryson Tiller was. And 
it's very true even though bryson did have a very good project this uh he had his deluxe come out in 2021 so yeah, Bryson, definitely a pretty solid artist, but Brant is like one of my all-time favorite artists. I didn't give him a mention last yeah, episode. I know he's that... definitely pretty new in the game, uh, and for me at least. Um, but he's definitely catching up killing to some it. of these people. Killing it. Definitely killing it. So to move on here into some of the news of what just happened this past week, we got to start. We're recording this on uh, Friday. Well, I guess now it's technically Saturday. It's after midnight, but <laughs> January 29th. Um, we got to talk about Benny the Butcher and Jake Cole dropping Johnny P's caddy. Such a great track. What do you think of this track? It was great. And it, you know, it's great to see, uh, like you were saying, you know, Benny the Butcher kind of flying under the radar, such an underrated artist for so long. And now he's, you know, collabing with one of the biggest artists in raps. It was uh, definitely a good listen if you guys haven't listened yet. Definitely a standout track. Definitely great to see uh, Benny. Really excited for Tana Talk coming this year. Also, I mean, shots of Jake Cole, he dropped on January 28th, his birthday. Great to see that. Moving on here. Um, a lot of big album rollouts starting right now. I mean, obviously, we have to mention Donda 2, set to come out on February 22nd, 2022, executive produced by Future. Do you think this project is going to come out on uh, the date? I had a I did have a question for you on this. So so I'm going to set an over under here. I'm going to set the line at 50 here over under 50 days. It's from February 22nd before it comes out. What's your, uh, what's your pick there? This might be a hot take and you're going to say I'm delusional, but this project is going to come out on time. Okay. I, I respect it. You know, I think Kanye's had, I think there's two albums that came out on one on time. And then one of them came out a day before. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But like you, uh, like you included here in the notes, there's just so much astrological meaning. Kanye, obviously a very spiritual guy here. He even shared something on his Instagram saying that February 22nd, 2022 is the date where earth is getting a spiritual makeover with its first ever Pluto return. Honestly, I have no idea what this means, but a Pluto return astrologically is I'll when the one heavenly <laughs> body returns to the same position in a birth chart as it was when the chart began. Really no idea what that means, but definitely some spiritual stuff going on. Seems definitely. like something kind of be very into. So I feel like he's really set on this date. I mean, 2-22-22, that's just a really cool date number-wise. So I feel like it's going to be iconic. Yeah. Kanye's going to drop down to two on 2-2-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. I feel I, like it I, has to come out. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Since you're so sure it's coming out, I'm going to hammer the over that I set. So it's okay. going to be o over 50 days before it comes out. But uh, also, I want to give a quick shout out to all my astrology girls out there. Um, hit the Snapchat, you know, so we can um, you can explain the meaning behind that. Yeah, I need to know. I'm an Aquarius. Tell me what that means. <laughs> um, but also, I feel like this album, I feel like it could be one of those Kanye projects like The Life of Pablo, where it comes out and then there are updates made to it. But I feel like Kanye will want to get it out on that specific day, although it might not be perfectly finished. So we'll see. I mean, even he had updates to Donda. So, I mean, you know, he's been we'll in the see. lab, though, I will say. He has been know. in the lab. Another album that the rollout's underway, Pusha T with his upcoming project, recently posted a picture of a photo of Lana Del Rey with Coke covering the picture, as well as he was spotted on a video shoot with Kanye. Very excited for another project from Pusha T. I mean, Daytona is like a classic in my book. Definitely excited for that. And the idea that him and Kanye could be collaborating on another new track. Last time they collaborated together was what would Meek do off of Daytona? So I would be very open to hearing what they're working on. 
Definitely. What do you think about this project? Uh, definitely. And, you know, just to touch on Daytona a little bit, that was such a great project. You know, that, that little four project run Kanye had in 2018 was amazing. Um, like you said, uh, you're a little bit excited for the Yay and Pusha T collab. Of course, you know, you're going to get that with, um, I mean, it looks like you're going to get that at least. Is the Lana Del Rey picture, is that foreshadowing a little bit though? You know, I'd be down for a uh, Lana Del Rey and Pusha T collab. So, I mean, that would be crazy, but I mean, Pusha T is definitely one of those people where he can make something happen with any artist. I mean, if you look at somebody like 070 Shake, very talented vocal artist featured on Santeria, of course, off Daytona. I'd be very open to some Lana Del Rey vocals on an album like this. I definitely think it could make it work. Shout out, uh, get him, get him back in the episode for uh, the second week here. Uh, shout out my boy, uh, Chittestevino. You know, we had him, uh, saw the Lana Del Rey track, Young and Beautiful, The Great Gatsby, great movie. Shout out my boy Mauricio. You know, this we all can uh, come together off that movie. Shout out to the boys. Another big album here that's coming out soon is Nigo, who is the creator of Bait. He's going to have a project coming out soon with some big name features. Pharrell, Kit Cudi, ASAP Rocky, Tyler, Lil Uzi Vert, Pusha T, and more. And a key note on this is that Tyler and Rocky will be on the same track on this project for the first time they're going to be reuniting since Potato Salad. What are your expectations for this project? I mean, just once you come with names like that, I mean, you're just setting, you're setting the bar pretty high and it's not, you know, it's not something that's, um, you know, clouded. We're hearing about this early. So, I mean, hopefully this is a great project and, um, you know, back to the clothing aspect of things that I brought in last week a little bit, you know, I'd love to see, you know, collab more, uh, Bape collabs with Pharrell, Kid Cudi or ASAP Rocky, you know, along with the, you know, the latter of those artists that you mentioned. So definitely very exciting definitely a big fashion uh, aspect of this album i mean a lot of these songs were previewed at paris fashion week just last week so definitely excited to hear i heard a snippet of a push of t verse on that album allegedly and it was definitely very exciting to hear um moving on melt my eyes see your future denzel curry just released a single called walkin this week very good track also announced that his album will feature t-pain thundercat rico nasty black jid slow tie and more very excited for this project taboo one of the big sounds of 2018 which was a great year for music he's been in the lab very excited to see what he has you know that's kind of like uh back to the baby keem thing you know where he didn't he didn't drop uh in 2020 you know where he's taking a couple years off, or a few years off i guess in his case and um you know it sounds like it's gonna be a great project uh with some very underrated features you know i like i like the feature list he has set up there so definitely i mean you look at like thundercat such a great addition to any song really makes the instrumental better and if he's a vocal artist that's even better um also i mean i love jid very excited for his project coming this year we'll get more into that next week i'm sure yeah um all right next thing here post malone has a new album on the way called 12 carat toothache allegedly it's gonna be 45 minutes long because post malone really wants to preserve all of his artistic ability and not put any filler out what do you think about this um i it's very interesting post is um you know he's higher on my list you know whereas he's a little bit lower on yours but um i um i'm a very big posty fan of course um i think beer bongs and bentley's and um i mean actually all of his albums including hollywood's bleeding and stony of course uh, they're all very great projects you know i think hollywood's bleeding uh took a step back from where the other two were at so i mean hopefully you can get back to that level by uh providing us with a little bit shorter of an album you know, like you said uh, earlier with the uh, quality over 
quantity. So we'll see what, what happens with that. Definitely. I've not personally really gotten into any of Post Malone's albums since Stoney, but I mean, I'll definitely give this album a spin if it's, especially if it's only 45 minutes long. I mean, and he is really focused on getting rid of filler. I'll definitely be very excited to listen to this album because I do think he has talent. He's definitely seen a lot of success in his career. So I'm pretty excited for this project actually, surprisingly. All right. Well, that was a pretty packed week of news. I mean, a lot of potential albums coming here in the near future. And of course that fantastic release from Benny the Butcher and Jake Cole. But we wanted to get into some questions from our audience. We had two questions this week. You just gave a shout out to Charles Devino. We'll give him another shout out here. He gave us a question. He said, do you think smaller artists should let streamers and creators use their music in their videos and their streams? 100%. I mean, it's free advertising unless, I mean, of course you're paying the uh, streamer or the creator, but I mean, especially with TikTok, you know, the way that's blown up since 2020, if you have a song blow up on TikTok, you're getting your name out there. You know, that's just coming from two marketing majors. You know, I'll advocate for that very, 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 very strongly because it's free advertising, free publicity, you know? Absolutely. I mean, obviously labels and artists are focused on making their money, but there's something really invaluable about that awareness and that recognition that you just can't buy And so being able to have your song get out there to so many people so effortlessly, you're not really doing anything to get it out there. You're just letting people use your music. You know what I mean? The point Devin was making here was actually about some of the really old FaZe Clan videos. That's what he mentioned to me when he proposed this question. He was talking about how different members of the FaZe Clan in their gaming montages will put songs from like Logic and like Hoodie Allen and all these rappers that had pretty successful careers. Obviously, Logic, very successful. Uh, Hoodie Allen, pretty successful. but they really made a name for themselves throughout these montages and really found a community uh, through gaming. Um, so then, yeah, no, definitely to touch on that a little bit, like you said, it, you know, they both, all the people blew up off that. I mean, you know, maybe it was separate paths, but I, I strongly, strongly advocate for that. Of course, a great question, Devin. Um, so then moving on to our second question, this one, made me sit and think a little bit. This is a great question by my friend Levi. Um, which artist has evolved the most throughout their career or who can you see evolving the most in the future? And who would be your pick? Or, I mean, you could do either or for the, for the question there. Man, this was a great question. I really had to sit down and think about the careers of some people that I really listen to a lot have had. I think Tyler, the creator is an easy answer. I kind of touched on that last week about how his evolution really from shock rap and capitalizing on that to just such artistic freedom on Igor and Confiant Lost and Flower Boy. But my answer is another artist I talked about last week, Childish Gambino. When you look at his evolution from his mixtapes, really using a lot of one-liners and really witty lyrics to just such unique music like he was making on Awaken My Love. I mean, that's a such a different sounding album than anything that was really coming out. So I really Really got to say Childish Gambino. I mean, I've loved to see his growth. Obviously, he's grown a lot outside of music as well. So I'm just excited to see if we'll get another Gambino project. Excited to see where his sound would go. Definitely, definitely. Um, you for that, it took me, Yeah, I, you know, I had to tell you my answer so we didn't pick the same one because I feel like, you know, it was uh, almost a given with this one. But uh, I think the uh, progression Mac Miller had in his career was very interesting from uh, his first two albums, uh, or projects, let's say, uh, with kids and uh, the best day ever. 
you know, then I felt like, uh, you know, I had a few more projects in there, but with uh, watching movies with the sound off, uh, I felt like, you know, he just kind of gave us a different sound there. And then, you know, where that ended, you know, with cer- albums like Circle, Swimming, it was just a very interesting progression in his career. And, um, you know, it, it garnered him a lot more fans, you know, from uh, different, you know, that give you different perspectives and everything. So that was uh, great to see. And it's just unfortunate that we didn't, you know, continue to see the evolution of Mac Miller. Definitely. I mean, he's one of those artists I feel like just had so much respect from his peers. When you look at his friends in the industry, like Vince Staples and Earl Sweatshirt, those guys really respected what Mac was doing and they were inspired by him. So I really agree with you. He really had such a great progression in his career. He went from this rapper, Easy Mac with the cheesy raps, to create something so beautiful like Swimming and Circles, just such great projects. Um, definitely great albums for him. So definitely agree with that. It's a great, great choice. And um, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, with uh, giving us questions and everything, we are we're wanting to do this every week, you know, end our segments off with, um, you know, a few questions from the audience. So whether that's um, through our socials, our personal socials, or even just the uh, podcast, you know, one of the platforms we're on, you know, we're on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook coming soon. So um, we just, we would love for, you know, you guys to give us some questions, you know, maybe if it gets to the point where we have too many questions, we'll of course get to all of them though maybe that'll be week by week but you know we were able to fit everything in on this week so definitely leave us some questions we'll get to them every week hey if we get a lot maybe we could do once a month we'll do an entire episode of fan questions yeah we'll do a little mailbag that we got so yeah but anyway i think that's just about everything we have for the week a lot of news a lot of news happening last year as well to touch on really enjoyed this episode really great take a look back at everything that happened in 2021 and everything that's happened uh, at the start of january 2022 if you really enjoyed this episode, make sure to tune in next week as we're going to talk about some things that we're looking forward to in 2022. Um, another thing, uh, we're, Jonathan and I had talked about this earlier. Uh, we're definitely, you know, open to doing recaps throughout the years, you know, like 2018 was such a big year in hip hop, you know. So, I mean, if you guys would like something like that, just uh, please leave us, you know, feedback on that. Or, um, you know, like I said, I've gone through it all, you know, what you can contact us on. So, but uh that about wraps it up for today, huh? Definitely. I feel like, uh, I mean, a big goal of our podcast is to touch on the songs that made our life so great so far. You know what I mean? So being able to go back to 2016, that classic year, 2018, even further back than that, we'd love to do that and tell you guys a little bit about what we've grown up on. Um, so if you want to hear about that, please let us know on our social media. Please leave us some questions. Make sure to like, leave a rating do all of that, share the podcast. We really appreciate that. Thank you to everybody that did the first episode. Hey, and we'll see you guys next Monday. We'll see you guys. Thanks for tuning in.